Well, hello, my awesome friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all are having an absolutely fantastic day, as always. You're getting ready to have a nice weekend, and be sure to check out the website at healthmasters.com for the COQ10 Ubiquinol on sale right now for 10% off as product of the week. Y'all voted it won, so be sure to check that out. And also, to the D3 10,000K2 on mega sale right now for this month in order to uh, stay stocked up and prepped, keep your immune system where it needs to be with everything that's continually happening right now. And speaking of immune systems, I found this to be very interesting. So I got a lot of, lot of articles I'm going to cover today. And one thing that was interesting is I pulled up an article from Smithsonian Magazine. Okay, And in this article, the title of it was Four Big Questions About the New COVID-19 Booster Answered. And it goes on to say the subtitle is the FDA and CDC recommended new boosters to target the Omicron subvariants. Here's what you need to know about them. And the first one, it basically goes on to say here is it says at the top. What is the difference about these boosters and how will it help against COVID-19? And again, it gives you this whole entire propaganda spooge telling you how you need to get it to be protected and you can't be protected very long from it because the shot only works for extended period of time and you need to get updated boosters what's interesting about it here is this is where i really found it interesting because i talked about this before but they're actually admitting this this is why i think this shot is going to be extremely harmful i guess i'll just be real blunt with it it says right here in this article the new bivalent booster achieves this new rapid protection by enabling the body to create two types of spike proteins now versus one compared to the original shot, which imitate components used by the original virus and BA4 and BA5. This turn primes the immune system to identify and destroy the virus. Now, what's interesting about this is you already know the spike protein was the major cause of inflammation in the body. We've already seen the research on that. We know the spike protein is one of the main causes of myocarditis. It's also one of the main causes of the horrific blood clots that we're seeing. So now what they're saying here now is this new injection is going to cause you to create two different spike proteins, not just one, but two. And of course, they admit right here later on, this is the secondary part of it. This is interesting. It says, we're pull it up here. Hold on, computer's acting up. It talks about it's so important to get your booster now, and it says this is the secondary question. I have read that the updated booster have been tested only in mice. Should I be concerned? No, you shouldn't. Because of the anticipated surge in COVID cases this fall, the FDA authorized the boosters based on mouse studies rather than on human clinical trials. Correspondingly, experts have said that it's completely safe because they've detailed it off the original booster shot. How will boosters work in individuals who already have gotten four or five doses of the vaccine? Well, we'll find out, essentially, is what they say here. The evidence includes trials from the original shot, but now, since they've tested on mice, well, of course, that means it's all safe and effective now because, you know, they tested it on mice for four weeks. So, obviously, we know it's going to happen when you pump this into 170 million people across the globe. And then it goes on to say here, not to say that human studies aren't important and helpful. 
However, Pfizer and Moderna have already begun human clinical trials for their updated boosters, and the results are anticipated later next year. But Piling said a delay in approval would have been disastrous, hence why the FDA gave it approval without human trials, because on statistical models, they're showing that without this booster, there would be another 9,700 deaths this month and 137,000 hospitalizations. Straight up pure line propaganda at its finest example. Joseph Goebbels would blush to see this insane amount of lies. There is no clinical trials on human studies because the FDA and Pfizer do not want to be held liable for what's about to happen in the next couple months. There are no clinical studies in human testing because they do not want to have any type of data that can come back to bite them in the butt like the original shot is doing now when the federal judge ordered they have to release 50,000 pages every single month. And we now have found not only does this COVID shot That's not right. work at all, after like a week, your immune system now downregulates even lower than it did before. And then you take it the next step further to add in the side effects on top of the fact that it doesn't work. That is why there's not any human trials. And what they'll do is now they'll have these human trials roll out next year as far as the results of them. And they'll have some more skewed, perverse, completely manipulated clinical data, just like they did on the original shot, showing that it was 95% of effective when we later found out the data was so skewed it was only 12 percent effective for like the first week and a half and then it slowly dipped off immediately after that and then made your immune system completely compromised this is serious guys and here's what the thing is that a lot of people i think are failing to understand and they need to get really through the picture this isn't going to stop and i don't just mean this with the shots rolling out they're going to keep pushing the boundaries of genetic modification and what they're planning on doing to the human body further and further and further. This was just one step. If you guys saw the beginning of this week, Joe Biden signed an executive order that will end U.S. tax – excuse me, that will send more U.S. tax dollars to biotech companies. According to the New York Post, it allows the federal government to direct funding for the use of microbes and other biologically derived resources to make new foods, fertilizer, and seeds, and drugs. Now, what's interesting about this, for years now, we've been talking about this COVID shot. We've been talking about the 5G. We've been talking about the AI. and We've been talking how it's all rolling in together. Well, here's what's pretty creepy about this. When you first read what's going on, the commentary about this, the editorial quote from Biden states, and I quote, this is what it talks about, the executive order. We need to develop genetic engineering technologies and techniques to be able to write circuitry for cells and predictably program biology in the same way in which we write software and program computers, including through computing tools and artificial intelligence. That is literally the back editorial comment on this executive order that they have now signed to funnel more money to biotech companies and pharmaceutical companies. This isn't going to stop with the shot. This is why exactly what I just mentioned earlier, and it ties into exactly what I just said. They're admitting now in the Smithsonian Magazine that this new shot is going to be causing your body to produce two different spike proteins now. There has not been one single clinical study that shows any type of safety efficacy in humans and causing somebody to produce two spike proteins at all, ever, zero. Data doesn't exist because RNA gene therapy just started being tested in humans right during COVID. 
This is now something that is completely and totally new, never been done before, yet it's now about to be rolled out in 171 million doses on the general population of the United States with not one single safety study even being done on a human being. This is going to be catastrophic in my opinion. And then you go on further and you start reading on what's happening now behind the scenes with health aspects. And there's a video now that just came out. And it's a New York Presbyterian Hospital, and they're actually running a commercial in an effort to raise awareness about myocarditis in children. It's suggesting that inflammation of the heart in children now is some type of common disease like leukemia. I'm not joking. I can't make this up, guys. If you don't believe me, do your research. Myocarditis in children pre-2020. Do your own research on it. It rarely ever happened, period. It wasn't even talked about because it was kind of in the same category of like SIDS originally when the vaccines before they came out. Sudden infant death syndrome. There wasn't really even a detailed analysis of it because it didn't happen. This is now the new normal. Myocarditis in children. The video titled Pediatric Patient Story, Surrey. Tells the story of a child who had a bad stomach ache and it turned out to be myocarditis. Is inflammation of the heart. The video captions that our multidisciplinary pediatric critical care team worked to regulate her heartbeat and got her feeling back to herself. Myocarditis cases in children are so rare with studies indicating that it's usually roughly not more than one out of 100,000 children, usually stemming from some type of cold virus. Majority of these cases resolve on their own with treatment because they're usually very mild. You're now starting to see here reports of myocarditis or pericarditis by year is pushing upwards of 30,000 last year alone. But hey, guys, nothing to see here. Totally normal. Nothing abnormal at all about it right now. Just 30,000 cases of myocarditis alone last year. But, you know, guys, just, you know, it's, it's science. It's science. You got to trust the science because, you know, we said it's science. So you just got to believe us for what's happening now. This is starting to go catastrophic. And you guys got to remember we haven't even seen anything yet. As horrible as this sounds, six-month-old to five-year-olds just started getting injected with a sludge at the beginning of July. It hasn't even been three months since they've finished all their shots yet, this two-and-a-half-month cycle. Be very, very cautious, my friends, about what you allow to be injected into your children, if anything. In my opinion, there's no reason to be injecting kids with anything. I'm, I'm so far out there now on the far left as far as what – as far as – on the far right as far as not wanting this stuff. As dad made it very abundantly clear Wednesday, you know, if you ingest something, say you take a pill or you ingest poison, something bad, accidentally, intentionally, whatever, the body, generally in most cases, you'll start to vomit it up profusely. Same thing if you get food poisoning. Everybody's had food poison. You vomit it up profusely. The body wants to reject it out of the body. When you take a hypodermic needle and you direct it right into the muscle tissue, it goes directly into the bloodstream. It bypasses the digestive tract. It goes right into the system, right into the blood, right into the heart. Doesn't, it's not difficult to figure out. So this is what's happening right now. So be very cautious on what you're listening to and what you're actually believing because the lies and propaganda are starting to get so aggressive and so, <laughs> so insane that you're going to see more and more people start to buy this stuff right now and start to go along with it. But that's why I encourage you. Talk to your friends. Talk to your family. I know a lot of people that got the shot, and they have now said, I'm not getting another one ever whatsoever, period. I'm done with this lie. I'm done with this complete and total nonsense to continue to peddle to us. Get the truth out there, my friends, as much as you can, because this is serious right now. The fact that this is now a producing 
two spike proteins in your body, not one. I have no idea what the ramifications are going to be on this, except I can tell you right now, it's not going to be good for the general populace who gets injected with this new shot that has zero safety test studies or human trials done at all, Dad. What do you think? I think it's a mess, Austin. I mean, <laughs> that's just all we can say. It's a mess. And it's unreal that these kids are coming down with myocarditis. I, yesterday, I talked to a friend of mine, and they have a child, and the child basically been fully vaxxed, and the child's now apparently come down with some type of, you know, autism spectrum disorder. You know, which is happening like in one. Go ahead and turn your mic off, Austin. Which is happening like you know about one in thirty kids now, and it's, it's not getting any better. It's getting worse. It's all part of the eugenics protocol to prevent these kids from breeding and having a life of their own. And have them be maintained by their parents for the rest of their lives. It's just it's just something that the globalists have done, and they're doing it extremely well. And, and you said something very very good. You said you said basically this now is being normalized in children as far as the myocarditis of these young kids. They're saying, oh by the way, this happens all the time. Nothing to see here. Move on. But what they're not telling you is 50% death rate within five years of people that have been diagnosed and come down with myocarditis. I mean it's it's a horrible horrible disease. I had pericarditis in my 20s. It's kind of like the doggone – you got an elephant sitting on your chest. It's, it's one of the worst things, if not the worst health crisis I've ever had, and I almost died from it. And I was in bed literally for 90 days because they didn't have the protocols they had available years later as far as what you could and couldn't do. There wasn't really much anything you could do for it. That's one of the reasons after I had that, 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 my, that, that pericarditis back in, the, back in the 80s that I stopped eating pork, stopped eating shellfish, and stopped drinking coffee and all the other things because I wasn't recovering, but I was doing that at all. And so that's one of the reasons that I returned to God's dietary principles or really studying what the Bible had to say about what we're supposed to eat and not eat. I've never really gone into detail with you guys about that, but that's why that happened. It precipitated it because it was almost dead. And so that's why I'm so adamant still to this day about not eating pork, not eating shellfish, and very limited amount of coffee. Oh, my gosh, my coffee is so limited. And here's why. When I drink my purple sticks in the morning, I've had several this morning. When I drink those, I feel pretty good. I've got mental acuity. I take my magnesium brain food. I get rid of brain fog. You know, I feel good. But when I drink coffee, within two to three days, my cortisol is so high that I get terrible brain fog from it. I don't feel good anymore. And so I don't drink the coffee, not because I don't like the way it tastes, because I really do, especially if it's a good brand, good blend of coffee. I don't like the way it makes me feel in the long run and what it does to my health. That's why I try to stay away from all of that stuff. That's why the other day we covered again. The top 10 foods never to eat on this show, which we're trying to do as much health stuff as we possibly can. I've gotten, I'm getting so many letters from you guys. By the way, I was caught up as of last night with the letters. We're getting so it's emails at askdrtedb at yahoo.com. But I've been so excited about, you know, turkey walking and individual talking with you guys individually. The biggest problem that I've got is um, getting back to everybody on a timely basis because I'm getting, I'm getting so many emails. But I'm okay with that. I'm working through them. But, but the thing about it is, is we try our best to help you guys in all the areas of our life and your life. I prayed for you guys again this morning, and I'm just really blessed to be able to do that for you. I mean, I really am. I hope you enjoyed yesterday's show. That was a show that we had that taped a couple of years ago. We, we played it yesterday because uh, apparently something happened with Global Star yesterday. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the thing got hacked again like it did Monday and Tuesday. So now, you know, we had to go in and reboot the entire systems to clean it back out. And it seems like it's working great this day. But that's three days in a row. That's three days this week that we've basically been hammered. But yesterday's show, you need to listen to it. Because what I did, and that, chose, that show was chosen because it ties up a whole bunch of loose ends on who these things and these entities are that are running the planet. So yesterday's show is one of those keepers. You have to kind of watch listen to that show kind of several times. It took a lot of effort. You'll hear me. I wrote that whole show out. And you'll, you'll hear me turning pages in the show. Because I had so many notes that I wanted to cover on that. That show took a lot of time to put together from yesterday. Now, I want to tie one more thing together with this with Austin with the, with the pericarditis and the myocarditis. 
There have been 1,323 athletic cardiac arrests and serious issues and 900 dead after the COVID injection. Those are the real numbers right now that we can come up with. And, of course, a lot of them aren't being reported as far as other people that are really well known. But this is a problem. Let me finish reading this to you. It is definitely not normal for so many healthy young athletes to suffer from cardiac arrest or to die while playing their sport. But this year it is happening. Many of these heart issues and deaths come shortly after they get the COVID vaccine. While it is possible that this can happen to people who did not get the COVID vaccine, the sheer numbers clearly point to only the obvious case that is primarily from the COVID vaccine patients. It wasn't intentional, but at one point there were ominous numbers in the headline, two to the 10th power and 666 dead athletes. The so-called health professionals running the COVID vaccine programs around the world keep repeating that the COVID vaccine is a normal vaccine and it is safe and effective. It's a complete lie. Austin also said something. He says not going to have any research on this 170 million that are being injected into the people again. And no, no research and no clinical trials are going to be done. And Austin is absolutely right. The last time they did the research and they proved how deadly it was and it had to be released to the Freedom of Information Act, it had released 50,000 pages of how bad this thing was. And now all these people are eligible for massive class action lawsuits. Well, they don't want that anymore. There's not going to be any 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 research at all to release. No research. Just just inject it. Be happy with it. Shut up, peasant. Be quiet. And just take your shot. What are they doing? Now, Biden's also sending more tax dollars, like Austin mentioned, for microtech. And we need to realize when you do all of that stuff, and you start sending in that microtech. That kind of goes back to Klaus Schwab and that that, uh, that 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 gay guy who works for him, who basically says that we're going to hack human beings and hack the cells and hack humans and and that we're going to change our DNA. Remember, Klaus said he's going to change us. He's going to make us, you know, you know, something different, you know, that we're going to basically be happy and, you know, have nothing and own nothing by 2030. That's the goal here. This whole thing is absolutely awful what they're doing. It is, guys. But the, the way you resist it, and I mentioned this to you the other day, is you continue to eat beef. You continue to eat chicken. You don't eat insects. <laughs> Gosh, that's something I thought I'd never say. You, you, you basically continue to use dollars and not digital currency. You continue to shop at local stores instead of big box stores. Continue to support health masters because we're out here getting the news out here and trying to tell you guys as much as we possibly can. Now, Chuck Baldwin had a real good column this week, and I posted it at the health masters website. And he's talking about how all over the world that they're having protests everywhere. And he says, however, sadly, in the United States, against what's happening with the New World Order, sadly, in the United States, the vast majority of resistance to the burgeoning Great Reset of the globalist elite has decided to invest all this energy into reelecting Donald Trump. He goes, this is a huge mistake. Now, I'm going to quote him on this. In the first place, Trump just might be the only Republican candidate that Joe Biden could actually beat in 2024. Now, I don't believe that. I disagree with that. I believe that Trump won the 2020 election. I do. And I believe that Trump would win in 2024 if it was a legitimate election. The problem that we run into is because the new algorithm has been put in place because of what happened with Hillary, because they did not want Trump to win a second term because Hillary was beaten by Donald Trump. Because see what they wanted. They wanted eight years of basically, you know, Barack Obama. Then they wanted eight years of Hillary. Then they wanted eight years of Biden, whoever else the other senile person they want to put in the White House was going to be. That would give them, you know, 24 years of quarter of a century of running the country into a hole and getting more and more democratic policies through to bring us into the new communist revolution through the Great Reset. That's what they did, but they didn't want that to happen. So they, when they didn't set the algorithms correctly, because they never expected Donald Trump to have a massive win like he did, and that's why Hitler didn't have a concession speech prepared. She had no speech prepared. That's why she was completely out of her mind, drunk, throwing and turning over tables and screaming, and yelling and cussing at her supporters because they had not rigged the election properly for her. So let me go ahead and finish reading this. In the second place, Donald Trump is a Trojan horse. 
He doesn't understand the deep state and he doesn't want to understand it. If he should be reelected, he would saturate his administration with deep state CFR globalists, just as he did in his first administration. Trump continues to be a rabid supporter of the kill shots, also known as the COVID vaccinations, also known as the clot shots. He continues to be a rabid supporter of the red flag confiscation gun laws. He continues to ignore the Council of True Freedomists regarding the enemy, who the enemy is, and every bit a Zionist war hawk that are Joe Biden, Lindsey Graham, and Nancy Pelosi, et cetera, et cetera. Donald Trump has successfully sucked all the energy and understanding out of the so-called patriot movement and turned it into a partisan one-man band. And Trump has absolutely zero understanding of constitutional Republicans. He understands nothing about God's natural laws of liberty, and he has no desire to learn anything. Because remember, I was told that he doesn't read very well, and he's not real bright by a person who's one of his good friends. Plus, he continues to be a blasphemous, arrogant, self-absorbed, misogynist, narcissist, money grubber. Wow. Um, Chuck, I don't think I could have said it any better than that, but wow, you, just, you, you, you pulled the Band-Aid off of that one. But, but guys, this is the thing that we need to understand. Not everybody is supporting Donald Trump. Now, my support, as far as I can do it right now, is going to go behind Ron DeSantis. But I don't think that Ron DeSantis has a chance – to go against Donald Trump in the 2024 election, nor do I think Ron DeSantis will actually run if Trump win. Trump, if Trump runs. Now think about it too. This Mar-a-Lago raid, what's come of that? Now the judge down there in Florida saying the FBI exceeded his bounds, and now they're not going to be able to look at what they want to look at with this information that was taken. Uh, so all of a sudden that turned into a big, you know, nothing burger again. But what it did do, it galvanized the right back for Donald Trump because he got attacked by the FBI at Mar-a-Lago. They invaded his home. Though Trump was never there. Trump was not handcuffed. Trump was not charged with anything. Trump didn't do a perp walk, and Trump didn't get put in the back of a squad car. None of that happened. Trump was up in, up in New York. He wasn't even there. And so that's the thing they did, and that what that did, because DeSantis was getting a tremendous amount of steam. Oh, man, he was getting some steam going. But suddenly his steam just went away because Donald Trump you know, basically had been raided by the FBI. So think about what they're doing and how much propaganda, and propaganda is out there and, and who these people are and what they're doing. You know, here's the thing. We got to look at what they're doing right now on the southern border. You know, the, the border is wide open, basically, because we're living under a globalist policy of open borders. And you know, Donald Trump tried to slow that down when he first got in office, but they snapped him tight and they brought him to heel. I'm going to say this about Trump. I'm going to defend him on one thing here. I believe that Donald Trump never thought he was going to win that election against Hillary. And I believe, as Robert David Steele said, late Robert David Steele, that Donald Trump was the accidental president because the algorithms, like I mentioned earlier, weren't properly rigged. That's what happened, how they fixed it in the next election. Make sure Biden got in there. And what I had read is it was 1.2 votes for every one of Trump's votes. That's, that's what I read. That's, that's why it was impossible, literally, from an algorithm standpoint, for Donald Trump to have won. Though he got more votes than any other president in the history of the United States for the 2020 election, Biden still beat him like 7 million votes because that's how the algorithms were set. Now, remember, these weapons are flowing across the southern borders. Drugs are flowing across. People are flowing across. Money is flowing across. You know, all these illicit funds are coming across. The CIA is using it as a conduit. And you got to realize this is all part of a long term strategy to bring in this new world order. This is what they try to do. It's not just American sovereignty is on the chopping block. It's a sovereignty over the world. It's just this this is the place, the light and the guy for the whole world. They've got to get rid of of the light on the hill. Remember what happened in Germany. Remember what happened when the Russians tried to invade Germany and bring in communist indoctrination into the 20s and the 30s. Everybody looked to the United States as a light on a hill. 
And when these globalist Russian think tanks, these communist think tanks got together, you know, after World War One and they tried to indoctrinate the people into Germany, they couldn't do it because the United States was the light on the hill. The United States was the group of people that basically were standing against all of this stuff as far as communism, and they weren't able to go in and take over these other countries in Western Europe. So they had to come in and destroy the United States internally through cultural Marxism, and that's what they did. And remember, you need to also remember this globalist cult of Kabbalist Luciferians, it runs the United Nations. It, it runs everything because it was their little baby they put together after World War II. And, and once you get these hundred million or so people, they're stating that's their goal of people into this invasion into the United States. Well, then they're going to have an entire change in the United States. And that's why they're doing this. I mean, they, they've had five million come in since, the, since Biden's come into the office. And think through it for a second. You've got these people who are basically living in unbelievable poverty in South and Central America, and they're suddenly being pushed into the United States where they're given beautiful brand new homes on their own lot, you know, and basically being subsidized by the government to go in and have these houses for free that all of us would have to pay ridiculous amounts of money for and have to qualify with loans and qualify with down payments and qualify with high beacon scores. We have it across the street at our house right here, a mile away. We've got it happening right now in my neighborhood. You know, all of these people are coming in and you go over there and they're basically not even going to work. They're just kind of just sitting there. So you kind of wonder how they plan on even paying any of the house payments. Well, they don't care about all that. They really don't because the international banks own the house houses and they're bringing us into that one world government. And, and you remember, they're trying to destroy the white culture that was here in the United States. OK, I'm, I'm just going to say that they're trying to destroy all of that. And it's not because they don't like white people, though they certainly don't care for white people. It's that they don't want to have the patriotism that runs systemically through the white population. Now, there are also some really good black patriots out there, too. They don't like them either. And there's some, also some Hispanic patriots. They don't like them either. They, they don't like anybody who's a patriot in the United States. But because this country has been primarily ruled and run by white individuals they're making us the scapegoat now to try to make us to be the bad guys and remember all of this was triggered through 9-11 9-11 was the trigger david ike wrote a book it's called the trigger and i really 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 wish that you guys would read it now, i'm not a i'm not a big promoter of david ike i like the guy. He's got about 80 to 90 percent of stuff is right that trigger is directly on point and he takes it right to the Kabbalist cult that did the 9-11 and he gives the facts dates and places of how they did it but he's not a Christian. So always remember that with anything you read with David Icke, he's not a Christian. That's why I won't bring him on our show. I mean, I'd love to bring him on the show, but I'm not going to promote him like that because I don't want him saying anything about Christianity or anything else. I'm not gonna, I, won't deal, I won't deal with that. And I don't want to come in and edit him after we did the show. I don't want to do that either to him because I, I really respect him for him pushing the narrative about what the New World Order is and how it's a Kabbalist, Luciferian cult. That's why he calls it the cult because it's basically the group that went through Sabbatain's even. But you can read the book yourself. But we have to understand something. Look at Camilla Harris. She's just a complete liar, and I mean, she she literally slept her way all the way to the top, you know. And everybody realized now Texas is overrun. Uh, the reason they're now sending migrants to Martha Vineyard, which I think is absolutely phenomenally funny, <laughs> I just think that's so funny, uh, is because these towns basically have enough of it because they're past capacity. The, the number of border control agents who are experiencing extreme trauma because they've got hundreds of thousands of unaccompanied minors crossing the border, and many of them are babies. Now think about this with me for a second. You're a border control agent, and people are handing you babies. OK, aren't they supposed to be reunited with their parents? How do you possibly know whose baby it is? Right. How are they supposed to get into the areas where their children are? Well, now they're separated. And so what the families are going to do now, they're offering them huge amounts of money because they were separated from their family. Because why do they have why are they doing that? Well, it goes back to that dark money again. It goes back into child trafficking and it makes people realize that they have a real problem, especially when these border control agents are seeing this, how these children are taken and put into the federal government custody and they just disappear. 
And, and that's that's a problem because they start thinking, well, we, we're destroying these families. These, these children are just disappearing and we don't know what we're going to do with all this stuff. Well, these kids are being trafficked for sex. To be honest with you, that's what's happened to the vast majority of them. They, they, they don't they just don't they don't want to be involved in the border control agents, but they're seeing it. Now, we got to understand these cartels, these who traffic these young children, they're basically being taken out and being from their parents because the parents can't pay the debts to get across the borders. So they take their children and the average amount of time that a child will stay alive after being sex trafficked is about two years. That's right. Two years of being raped every single day for money until you're killed. And, and then they're also trafficking people for labor. You have all of these people in woke cities saying, oh, aren't these immigrants good for p- good people? They're working two to three jobs. They're working two to three jobs because most of their money is going to those cartels who brought them across the border, and they don't see the light of day, and their lives don't get any better. They get worse sometimes coming to the United States because now they're basically debt slaves. They're indentured servants to the cartels, and if they don't get paid, if they don't pay the cartel, that's mafiosa again, and they come in and do whatever they want to do, including killing their family members or dragging them back across the border, and all these people – are diluting the pool of the United States and the, the Hispanics that know what happened in the United States and the, and, the, and the immigrants from Germany and all the immigrants from all over the world that happened through Ellis Island and all the people in the United States, the black patriots who understand how this country was founded, who still took civic lessons in high school and junior high school and elementary school, et cetera, who understand the principles and they believe in them and they believe in the flag of the United States of America and they're proud to be American. They want to preserve the country as it was founded. What? No, they're not, they don't want that. Because they want globalism. What they're doing is that is bringing in illegal immigrants, primarily communists and, and, and basically criminals, and you're teaching them that America is bad, that it's full of racists, and everybody who's a male is a misogynistic person. White people are particularly bad, and it's systemically racist, and we have to come here so we can fix the nation, and that's why we're coming to this country, and we have to vote for Democrats. That's how they did this. They're bringing in to bring all these people into the United States. They want to bring in 100 million like this. They probably got 40 million in here already over the years. But the problem is a lot of these guys that come into the United States of America, they like it here. And they start learning more and more and more about what the United States was founded on and how good it is and how wonderful it could be if it's operating properly as a republic, as the Constitution founded it. And they don't want to lose it either because they don't want to go back and turn this country into the same hellhole they came from. That's why they got to bring fresh blood, fresh blood, fresh blood, give them more stuff, more stuff, more stuff, more stuff until they can indoctrinate them into believing the United States is just a bad place to live and we've got to change it. Well, let me ask you guys a question. Ask these people that don't want, don't want the United States to say like it is. You know, why do you think you can change it become, to make it like the hellhole you left? Why would you do that? Why would you destroy the United States as it is to get free stuff so that everybody turns into a communist dictatorship in the United States and Mexico and South America all become one nation? Remember, they tried to do that years ago with the Amero. You guys remember that. And now all of a sudden, the entire group of people here that live in North America and Canada and Central America and South America, they're all living in a hellhole. So why do we want to have that happen? That's why we as Christians, we the ones, black Christians, Hispanic Christians, white Christians, we've got to stand our ground. Like it says in Ephesians, we've got to pull on the full armor of God and we've got to be aware of what they're doing in these trials and these things are trying to put on the United States of America through Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum, which is the front person for the Rothschild banking cartel and the International Monetary Fund and the Bank of International Settlements, which are being run out of Switzerland and the group that's coming in to try to take over the entire planet. We've got to see who they are what they are and what they're doing. And we continue to point them out like we do on this show. We fill in the, 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 the spider web because a lot of people come in. And they talk around the periphery. We've talked about this before, but they never go to the nexus. They never look at the very middle of it, which is basically the Luciferian Canaanite cult 
that has been around for thousands and thousands of years that's been pulling the strings behind the scenes to try to bring their old world order back to basically feed their demon gods, which if you listen to yesterday's show, I explained that in detail. So that's what I want to talk about to you this morning. I want to kind of tie it together a little bit from yesterday's show and who these guys are and why they're doing what they're doing. But remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. For this is the day the Lord hath made, and we will rejoice and we will be glad at it. And even if something happens to us, some of, the, some of the patriots here, we get to go to heaven. We get our glory in heaven, and we get to be there with God Almighty for all eternity. You look back down on this planet and go, wow, I'm glad we're out of that place. <laughs> okay? And this is the, but this is the struggle that we have while we're here. We've got to maintain the integrity of what we know is right. We've got to do what's right in God's eyes to the best of our ability, and we have to always just put Jesus at the forefront of our lives and try to bring honor and glory to God in all that we do think and say. I love you guys. I really do. I appreciate you. I love praying for you this morning. Also, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? You're exactly right, and this is why it's so important to be, to be very solidified in your beliefs right now. And I mean that sincerely because, you know, over the last couple of years, I think a lot of people kind of didn't think about certain topics because, well, they didn't really matter because they didn't really affect us. We kind of just went on through things and did our lives and had fun and enjoyed things. And I was talking to Lane about that the other day, back in 2018, 2019, on some trips we had and some stuff we were doing. And, and I told her, I said, it was interesting. I said, because I look back at that time now, even though I was extremely awake about stuff, I said it seemed like a much more simpler time. Because it was like, okay, well, everything's kind of going great. Everything's, you know, starting to roll smooth. There's a lot of negative things happening, but you don't focus on the negative all the time. You focus on the positive and what you can change. And I said, what's happened is now, I said, there's a tired paradigm shift with COVID. What's happened is now the entire mindset of a lot of people has gone either one or which ways. You have one paradigm shift where people now have embraced their captives, their captors, excuse me, almost like Stockholm syndrome, where they believe now 100% full-heartedly that the government is here to protect them by any means necessary, no matter what shot, no matter what pill, no matter how much money they steal from them, the government is here to take care of you. There, that is a mindset now, and that has been a paradigm shift because there was a small group of people that were like that before. Now you have a huge portion of the population that is like that. This is why, like that said, people will still currently with this shot, with no human testing, with no release of the even mice trials, will go to Walgreens. They will sign the consent form. They will roll up their sleeve, and they'll get a bivalent mRNA injection shot in their body, and they have no idea what it's going to do to them at all. You want to talk about blind moronic trust? Guys, it doesn't get much more inept than that. And then you have the complete opposite side now of the paradigm shift where you have a lot of people now who kind of were on their way or maybe knew a thing or, you know, had ideas about 9-11 and certain stuff like that. Those people have come now to the full other side and realized the government is not here to protect you or save you. They are here to do everything they can opposite of that. And pretty much everything they have told you now is complete and total lie. And it all goes back to exactly what dad said. It's that Canaanite ritual. It's that symbolism. The stuff hasn't changed. This is why you see so much stuff now with the triangle and the pyramid. You see that in numerous businesses now. They're constantly doing that. They're constantly promoting this ideology and symbolisms to normalize it. That's why they're going now with removing this clinical safety trial from the shot. This is another step from the RNA and the informed consent now, which they pretty much have told you, you have a right to informed consent. Now there is no informed consent because if you if you consent to the shot, you're not informed whatsoever because you have no idea what's happening with it. And they want to get in this universal gene editing technology with AI meshing, and they don't want you to have any say in it or any question about it. And it takes baby steps, though, guys. It doesn't happen overnight. 
if you would have taken the end of 2019, the beginning of 2020, and you would have rolled out where we're at right now, and you would have slapped everybody in the face of that at the beginning of 2020, you'd have had a massive uproaring among proportions we've never seen in this country other than the Civil War. You would have. You started coming out saying, oh, by the way, you're going to have to get five booster shots in order to function in society, and oh, she's going to fine your business if you don't get the shot, and you have to shut down immediately, and you're not going to be able to travel without having a vaccine passport, and all that would have rolled out right at the beginning. People would have been like, no way, dude. This is draconian as it gets. Nobody's going to go along with this. But they did a little baby steps. Oh, you just have to wear a mask. Oh, you just got to shut down your business. Oh, it's just two weeks to flatten the curve. Oh, it's just a month to flatten the curve. Oh, it's just for this time being now. Maybe next month we can get everything back to normal. They did it gradually. And it's just like the shell shock ideology. They did it, and they did it, and they did it, and they did it. Move it, move it, move it, baby. So finally, people went, and I can't tell you how many people I talked to, that when the first shot rolled out, People got it, and I said, did you, why'd you get the shot? Dude, I just want to go back to normal, not wear a mask. Remember how they bribed everybody with that? If you get the RNA shot, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. That <laughs> That's was right. the first phase. That was the first phase on how they got everybody, guys. It was the carrot. And then they turned around and said, well, they're like ATF. They're like the clowns at ATF. Well, uh, we changed our mind. Yeah, yeah, see, um, a shoestring is now a machine gun because we said it is, and that bump fire stock is not a stock anymore. It's now a machine gun because what we said it is, yeah, the shot now, even though you got it, uh, you still have to wear a mask again now. So sorry, joke's on you. Uh, we'll, we'll get back to you. You know, We'll circle back in a couple months. It was a complete and total joke, and they pushed the limit down the line. That's exactly what they're doing now. And I saw this thing as far as when Martha's Vineyard. Now, there's two thoughts of this as far as what's going on with this migrant thing. First off, I'm not happy that we're sending migrants anywhere throughout the country because they're simply just going to go all over the place. But secondly, I find it very ironic in almost a hysterical fashion that they now have said – this is an article came out from the New York Post. There have been roughly 50 migrants that landed on the Massachusetts island of Martha's Vineyard, and the local tourism has now called it a humanitarian crisis on Thursday. They said this is an ongoing situation, wrote the county emergency management system, and we're actively collaborating to develop a coordinated regional response. We've reached out to state and federal partners for additional and long-term support and assistance. Now, I find it kind of funny because this is 50 people, right, 50 migrants. You got but some places two to six thousand crossing the border every day in South Texas right now. But Martha's Vineyard has fifty that land and they're flipping out. And just out of curiosity, I was just curious, okay? The mean pricing, the spread pricing on Martha's Vineyard. The uh top priced house in Martha's Vineyard is twenty six point five million dollars. The lowest house in Martha's Vineyard, which is basically like an eight hundred square foot little cabin, is uh six hundred and ninety five thousand dollars. Um, so needless to say, the housing and the pricing up there is pretty nice. I mean, I looked at one on here that was listed for 18 million and it's a 10 bedroom, 10 bath, 12,000 square feet. I mean, there's, there's some pretty heavy hitters that live out there. Um, and I just kind of find it funny that there's 50 people that land on the island that are migrants and now it's a humanitarian crisis. They need federal assistance to help out because 50 people landed there. I guess, you know, it's like that one meme, first time, huh? This is your first time dealing with that? Yeah, welcome to Florida and find out how all that works. Just ironically enough, but the sad part about it is regardless of what it is, there's people still pouring through the border that a lot of them need help, but a lot of them do not need help. They're with MS-13 gangs. They're all types of terrorist organizations. There have already been dozens, dozens of individuals on the terrorist watch list who have been apprehended coming through the southern border, and those are just the ones that have been apprehended. Remember, these same groups 
that are coming into the country illegally with these MS-13 gangs are the same people that ATF walked 2,500 machine guns and 50 caliber Barrett rifles to during Operation Fast and Furious. And that was just one of the main operations that ATF did and transferring weapon platforms to the Mexican drug cartel that they actually got busted for. We now have this entirely other weapon trafficking system now. Apparently, I just found out, the United States just last week added another $600 million in military assistance to Ukraine on top of now another $675 million package that just got approved this week. And they will be adding an additional ammunition for high-mobility artillery rocket systems, 10,000 105-millimeter and precision-guided 155-millimeter artillery rounds, counter-artillery radars, anti-drone systems, along with anti-personnel mines. That's great. You always need more mines. I mean, that's just – that really benefits society, anti-personnel mines, along with numerous small arm and heavy machine guns, light and heavy machine guns, along with ammunition to feed them, along with night vision goggles and cold-weather gear. In my opinion, I've told you guys this before, the fighting that's going on in small parts of Ukraine does not under any circumstances need these type of weapon platforms in the excess of what are we at now, $60 billion. I personally think, this is my opinion, I think part of this is another massive gun running scheme through Lockheed Martin and multiple other military industrial complexes, which they're getting paid through the U.S. government. So technically, they're not doing anything illegal. But I think the U.S. government is funneling this through with the CIA to transform and put more platforms, more weapons, more ammunition, more artillery, more mines in the hands of other areas that they want to have conflicts in, like Yemen. No one wants to talk about Yemen and the civil war that's been going on there for 10 years, who continues to fund them. If you have the ability to watch it edited because the language is pretty bad, it's pretty violent, but it's got – there's a movie with Nicolas Cage that's done really well. It's based on a true story, and it actually ends very, very disturbingly as far as when you realize how this all works. And so the movie's called Lord of War, and again, yeah. watch it edited. The language is really foul in it. Great movie. But it goes into detail on weapon trafficking across the globe and how pretty much the United States is and has always will be the largest gun-running country in the entire world. And I personally think that's what we're watching right now in Ukraine. They're arming and building up a weapon platform system for an entire country for another war and another area because, quite frankly, Ukraine doesn't need $60 billion worth of aid and weapon platforms. It's not – this doesn't happen. Not to mention this is just the United States. That's not any NATO and other countries funding them right now. This is just the U.S. and what we're giving them, and we're giving them more 105-millimeter, 155-millimeter precision-guided artillery, uh, artillery rounds. you kidding me right now? Well, suddenly Ukraine can't do anything on its own. The U.S. has to fund them almost every single week now. We're giving them another half a billion dollars in weapons. Now, Lockheed Martin's having a ball right now, and all these other guys, they burning their cigars with $100 bills, just my opinion, that they don't even know what to do with how much cash they're coming in right now. This is Afghanistan and Iraq all over again in Ukraine. But again, it's always how it works, right, with the medical industrial complex every single time. So understand what they're telling you, why they're telling you this. But as I said before, what's going on in Ukraine is not what's going on in Ukraine with what we're being told. There's a whole lot of stuff going on behind the scenes in the third most corrupt country in the entire world. Now, again, let me clarify there's a lot of people in Ukraine that are good people. There's a lot of God-fearing Christians in Ukraine. There's a lot of conservatives and probably patriots in Ukraine. There's also a lot of very, very, very corrupt individuals at the high-ranking sector of Ukraine. And remember, the money we're sending to Ukraine, 
We're not handing it to the Christian patriots in Ukraine that are trying to make their way through this entire weird incident that's happening right now. We're handing it to the government, and we're saying, okay, good, corrupt government. Make sure you take care of your population. Oh, and here's some more. You know, Here's another 10,000 precision-guided 150-millimeter artillery rounds. Make sure you handle those appropriately. Don't, here's a bunch of you know, Saul 249s and you know, 240 Bravo machine guns and 50 calibers. Make sure you guys keep track of these because remember – they already stated on multiple articles, including on Reuters and including on CNN and multiple other platforms. They said that roughly they don't know where about 70 percent of these weapons are going. It's going to a black hole in Ukraine. Once it lands, there's no receipts. There's no nothing. They're just dropping off C-130 payload shipments of ammunition and munitions and weapon systems. And they're like, hey, by the way, uh, make sure you guys use these in the war at some point. Uh, if not, uh, you know, uh, well, don't worry about it. You guys figure it out. And at the very same time, my friends, they have the audacity in this country to look us in the eye and say, you don't have a right to own a semi-automatic AR-15 because, well, they're dangerous weapons of war and you don't have any right to have those systems at all. While they're literally funding a proxy war in Ukraine for $60 billion that Russia's pretty much had enough of now. This is something that's very interesting. It's continuing to happen. Also, to in other news, this is kind of a funny article. I thought I would bring this up. Biden goes on another rambling, <laughs> incoherent rambling at the car show in Detroit and gets lost on stage again. I think this is like the third time he's got lost on stage again. Literally does the same thing again. This man is so senile and so lost. He literally does the same thing almost every time. He turns to the right, goes to shake hands. Nobody's there. He circles. This is very, very common behavior of somebody that's in late stages of Alzheimer's. They do the same thing over and over and over again, and they get lost doing it every time. You hear about this in nursing homes when you deal with people, and they'll get lost going down the hall, and they'll be standing in the corner. Every day they go to the same place, and they get lost. This is very common with Alzheimer's. This is not only sad, it's embarrassing in the entire American populace that we literally have an Alzheimer's-ridden patient that is allegedly the president of the United States. Well, we know – He's not doing anything. I'm just a, there's a photo of him, video of him. He's walking down the hallway holding Gretchen Whitmore's hand. This is Governor Gretchen Whitmore of Michigan. She's not his family. She's not his daughter. She's not his wife. He's literally walking down the hallway, clasped in her hand, walking down, strolling like he's holding hands with his wife. This is, again, another clear indication of Alzheimer's when the patient needs somebody to hold on to to basically control them and keep them from wandering off because his wife wasn't here for this. This is embarrassing at the highest level, and people need to continue to get the truth out there for what's happening. Is it going to make a huge difference? I don't know at this point. It's so compromised. But again, this is something that nobody can walk around and just completely ignore and say, well, nothing's happening, nothing to see here. Continue to go on with your way. Also, too, in other news, remember I told you guys at the beginning of this week, all the fodder and all the fear porn they were talking about was shutting down the entire railway system. Basically, the whole country may possibly come to a screeching halt in one week if the railways decided to strike. Remember I told you there were two factors on that. I said either A, the globalist banker boys were going to use this to shut down the entire economy, which it would have done within a few short days of no railway. Remember, food, grain, fertilizer, vehicles, almost everything gets shipped railway as far as it's big and heavy. If they would have shut down the entire railway system in the United States, the country would have ceased to function within probably about three to five business days. And I told you, I said, they're either going to do this, I said, or it's complete and total fear porn to try to get people focused and distracted from what's really going on. Well, 
at the last minute, at the last second, the railway strike is averted after American marathon talks reached tentative deals, and now unions and management have reached a tentative deal averting a freight railroad strike that has threatened to cripple the U.S. chain uh, supply chain and push prices up. I told you beforehand, I wasn't sure what was going on with this. I really didn't think they were going to have a massive railway strike because, quite frankly, here's why. The banker boys, they, no matter what, Vanguard, BlackRock, they all own huge stakes in every single one of these companies. If the railway system goes down, so does all these other companies because no longer can they get their goods and service to market, which means they're no longer making money. One of the biggest things these banker boys love is money. Greed and avarice knows no bounds with them. That's why Vanguard owns Every single company on the New York, New York Stock Exchange that has any type of significant holdings. This is why they didn't want the railway system to go down because everything would have stopped. You would have had a full-blown civil uprising within three to five days because everything would have ceased to exist in this country as far as transport. So again, last second, fear porn's over. Let's look at the next thing now. Thought I found that very – I figured you'd, you'd find that interesting. One other story, too, that I want to bring up, and I'm going to hand this over to Dad and see what his take is on it. Because my buddy who's a sheriff department, uh, SWAT team sheriff in Polk County, I asked him about this, and he pretty much said now this is like a rolling joke in Illinois, that Illinois is pretty much actively trying to turn into Afghanistan and Iraq. The Illinois Safety Act, Safe-T Act, which will go into effect January 1st, will end all cash bail on pretty much any major offenses. Judges will have discretion in certain cases like armed robbery that is detainable to basically require cash bail. However, the judge will not be able to require a cash bail in situations like kidnapping, hate crimes, aggravated battery, carjacking, home invasion, robberies, theft, arsony. I can't even go on the list. Judges will have no discretion unless they believe the person is a willful and imminent flight risk, and they will have to disclose that and basically write a letter on that on why that person should have a cash bail because of a flight risk. The risk to the public and the risk to commit a future crime now is no longer even a platform for anything. This is what they're saying now in Illinois starting in January. Even things like vehicular homicide will not require cash bail. So let me paint you a scenario real quick so you understand what's happening. You find somebody in your house, and they're basically committing robbery on your house. They steal a bunch of stuff. You call the cops. They jump in your car. They commit grand theft. They jump in your car and take off. They're running down the road in your stolen car with your stolen goods. You're at your house on the phone with 911 dispatch. Dispatch is following them. That person accidentally runs into somebody on the side of the road and kills them. The car finally wrecks, and the person's apprehended. They're charged with vehicular homicide. They're charged with grand theft auto. They're charged with breaking and entering. They're charged with robbery. None of those charges now can require a cash bail unless they think that that person is going to be an actual flight risk in their city that they live in, which means that person now is going to be arrested. They're going to be fingerprinted. They're going to be mugshotted. They're going to run through the processing center, and they're literally going to be turned right back around at the exit door, and they're going to be allowed to walk right back out the door without zero cash, with zero cash bond whatsoever. This is the first time in U.S. history that a state is putting forward a bill that has now been passed that will go into effect January 1st that will remove all cash bonds for pretty much virtually all crimes other than like first-degree murder and so forth. If you thought Chicago and Illinois was turning into a literally cesspool of violence, 
you have not seen anything yet. And I will say this with all certainty and with all respect to anybody that lives in Chicago. I highly suggest you evaluate your business, your housing, your living, and everything if you live in that city right now. Because remember, they already started to do this in L.A. County in Los Angeles. It's not statewide. It's in L.A. County. They do not require cash bail anymore, and the violence has gone up almost 500% in L.A. now where people do carjackings, people do muggings, people do thefts, people do everything. Even when they get arrested, there's no cash bail. There was an article I read earlier in L.A. about a guy that broke in to a man's shop, his business shop. He had like a mechanic shop, and the guy lived there. The guy broke in. He beat the guy up. The cops showed up. They arrested the guy for breaking in and trying to steal stuff. They took him to booking. They released him that same night, no cash bail. He came back to the same shop, broke in again, tried to steal stuff, got beat up. The cops showed up, arrested him again, took him to booking, got released again on no cash bail, went back to the same place again and did the same thing for a third time. Finally, I think after the third time, they finally said that they were going to Baker Act him because they considered him to be crazy and he was going to be held in a mental institution for 72 hours under a Baker Act because they could not stop him from going and robbing this building every time he got out every couple hours on no cash bail. That is what's happening in L.A. right now. Now it's going to be Illinois statewide. Use discretion, my friends, make good decisions, and continue to stay strong and vigilant and continue to stay active and know how to handle and defend yourself in any situation that may arise. What do you think, Dad? Well, that one scenario you said when they stole the car and ran into somebody and killed them, the person who owns the car is going to be liable for it anyhow because the insurance is going to have to cover the death of the other person. I mean, it's, it's people don't realize when you steal somebody's car, you're responsible the person who owns the car is still responsible for what happens with the car. Yep. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And, and one other article I want to cover real quick, and I'm going to let, turn it back over to Austin. It says 50 migrants arriving on a gorgeous island is exactly like Hitler. I'm starting to laugh in the middle of my sentence. 50 migrants arriving on a gorgeous island is exactly like Hitler slaughtering Jews. Uh, Tucker Carlson mocks the liberal filmmaker Ken Burns furious claims that DeSantis flying illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard is just like the Holocaust. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh gosh, I just I've got different opinions on all these topics. Tucker Carlson mocks white wealthy liberals for comparing the exclusive New England island after receiving 50 Immigrants to fascist death camp during World War II. Jesse Waters suggested the New England liberals touting diversity or merely virtue signaling. And filmmaker Ken Burns, who has a new documentary about the Holocaust, called the movie straight out of the authoritarian playbook. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis sent migrants to Martha's Vineyard, the northeastern playground of Democratic elites like Barack Obama and his transgender wife. I'm adding that. What are they doing is simply wrong. It's un-American. It's reckless, but they can do it to all the southern states and they don't care. Texas Governor Greg Abbott has been sent yet another bus of illegal migrants from his state to Washington, D.C.'s Naval Observatory just yards from Camilla Harris's residence. The migrants arriving in D.C. close to their, her home said they thought it was open despite the comments, with one happily stating, we came here illegally. We're so happy. I mean, Costco, you can't make it up. That's like we're living in, you know, in, 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 in you know, in, in, in you know, in, in, in Narnia world. Like the, the whole thing's just a make-believe fantasy world of these weirdos trying to create the world of what they want to do. But that's what they said, isn't it? To invert everything. 
That's why we've got to stand firm in the word of God. That's why the Bible says the Bible, the word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We've got to continue to stand with it. I love you guys. I wanted to read you that last article because I thought it was so ridiculous. Like <laughs> Hitler killing the Jews, bringing 50 migrants in. Oscar, what do you think of what you're doing? I can't, I can't even keep a straight face. My favorite, they call him Lord Governor DeSantis. <laughs> like like he's some 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 king in the circle. You go, I'm sending my migrants to the peasant facility, the peasant island. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I can't even keep up with this. It's so funny. I uh, it, Isn't it funny? Because I always say the term. And I, I mention this phrase all the time, and it's comes become it's becoming more and more true. It's rules for thee, but not for me. You know, Barack Obama right. and VP Harris and all these guys, they love it when everything bad happens to other states. They love it when all these migrants are coming in. They're saying there's no crisis on the border, but 50 of them show up at Martha's Vineyard. And all of a sudden, it's a humanitarian crisis of biblical proportions. We need federal aid immediately. Our, our houses here that are worth $26 million to $800,000, we cannot house these 50 people. We cannot handle this. We need help immediately. Federal aid, federal aid, federal aid. I can't. I just can't help but laugh at some of the irony of some of this. And it's sad that it's even something that's happening right now, because quite frankly, DeSantis shouldn't even be having to do that. I mean, this should be locked down at the border like we originally talked about, you know, under Trump. And that's one thing that he did try to actively do. And I mean, you can see the numbers to speak for themselves. It's wide open. I mean, it's like the doors open, the double doors are open, slide in, come through. It's a party. Don't worry about it. And it's sad because, again, like Dad said, it's massively increasing human trafficking and child trafficking with a lot of stuff that's happening. It's bad all the way around. This is not good for anybody. So continue to pray for these people. Continue to stand firm and continue to get the truth out there. If you guys need anything at all, you know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com, product of the week. We have the COQ10 Ubiquinol, incredibly good for overall health, especially good for the cardiac muscle, great for blood pressure and great for blood viscosity. Be sure to check it out as well as it's very good for antioxidant support. And also be sure to check out the D3 10,000 K2 on Mega Sale, 25% off, and the Sleep Like a Baby kit on sale for one more week for 15% off right now, which is the Magnesium Brain Food, Total Rest, and Melatonin. Be sure to check it out at healthmasters.com. Thank you, my friends, for getting the truth out there. If you need any, like a lot of companies, but 1-800-726-1834. We're here to help you out the best we possibly can. Have a blessed, safe, awesome weekend. Stay strong. Stay frosty. We'll talk to you again on Monday, as always, on this show.
broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network. <laughs> 